Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. This is the Football News and Knowledge Podcast. I am your host, Joshua Bell. And in today's episode, I'd like to just start off by first saying I hope you all enjoyed Thanksgiving. Hope you guys got to see your family. I hope you guys enjoyed Thanksgiving and enjoyed the football games that came with Thanksgiving. Now, if you watch the games, I'm sure you know the Bears-Lions game was very uneventful, very boring game. The Cowboys and Raiders, they they gave us a show. It was a fun game to watch. I just had finished up fully watching the game film from that last night uh, at like 1 a.m. So really this morning at 1 a.m. And uh, then the Saints and Bills. I have not watched that film yet. I'm not going to be breaking that game down at all. I will start off, though, with the Bears and the Lions. And as you all know, I did have the Lions winning. I stuck with that prediction. If you check the official FNK Live Twitter hand or Twitter page, you have seen that. And I said that the Lions, I, I said on the podcast, Lions uh, wasn't feeling too confident about it. I said, no, they would not win by any more than three points. If you took the them to cover then you probably made some money or if you took the bears to cover you probably made some money sorry my mistake um or no if, if you took the spread for the lines sorry you probably want some money and the, yeah the I, i'm totally sorry about all this by the way i'm very tired long day with work with writing doing some editing, adding to that, watching the three games of film from Thursday and or watching film from yesterday, trying to look at the games coming up this weekend. It's been a lot, uh, but with that being said, let's just talk about the Lions and the Bears. And I, I'm going to give a certain person from the Lions, a, a the award, the the award that we all know and love by now. It's what happened. <clears throat> what happened? Did your balls drop off? That's funny because that <laughs> the last just a voice crack right there. Did my balls drop off? No. Came back to it. Giving the award for what happened. Did your balls drop off? Two. Someone from the Lions. We'll get to that in a second. I just want to discuss how piss poor of performance that was. I mean, my God. By both teams, really, but the Lions in general. I I told it I talked about it on Wednesday. Jared Goff has not won a single game without Sean McVay. And that streak continued. Now, I'd post about this uh, on the Football News and Knowledge podcast Twitter page, and it was regarding their entire quarterback room. Because I was thinking, you know, why don't they just stick with Tim Boyle? And I was just doing a little research on Tim Boyle, and, you know, last week he didn't look good. And I wanted to look up Tim Boyle's college stats. I don't remember ever watching him in college. So... 
he went to Connecticut, uh, and he, there, there's a reason why no one remembers him. He plays in over three seasons. He played in a total of 19 games. During those 19 games, his passer completion percentage was 48.4%. Now, with those two numbers, you know he's in the NFL. You, you got to think, man, he must have put up some major touchdowns here. He, he had to up. There was no way he didn't. Wrong. Tim Boyle put up one touchdown in his entire college career. Topping it off, he threw 13 interceptions. How in the fuck is Tim Boyle in the NFL? Excuse my language. But honestly, how in the hell is he in the NFL? This man, I, I had, so, someone had, a bunch of people have been messaging me and DMing me on Twitter and on, just on social media in general asking, man, is this actually true? And first of all, you can definitely do the research yourself. But my only reaction to that, because I, I was laughing, like, how are you that bad? And I, granted, I'm not an NFL quarterback, of course. But also, I would argue he's not an NFL quarterback either. Yes, he might have the job title, but... Did he really earn it? And someone asked, is this really true? How is he in the NFL? And I just had to make the joke. You know, the NFL, they, they look at who you are and what you were even growing up. How good of a player you were. Well, if you didn't know, Tim Boyle won his uh, flag football championship in kindergarten. And that's just the NFL traits that all the NFL teams are looking for. Really... I think that the Patriots would trade Mac Jones for Tim Boyle if they had the opportunity. Just clearly head and shoulders above him. I mean, honestly, though, how, how does he have a job? And I'm not trying to bring in, like, politics today in this, but, like, how are you, as the Detroit Lions, going to present Jared Goff and Tim Boyle as your quarterback room, which has got to be the worst quarterback room in NFL history. Because if we look at, and some people say, oh, Jared Goff has gone to a Super Bowl. Yeah, but let's look at Jared Goff without one of the best offensive-minded head coaches in the NFL. Him, 0-16-1 now. Tim Boyle, NFL career thus far, nothing really. And his college career, he... Had 13 interceptions and only one touchdown. Like, my God. That's, how, how, I'm not trying to make it about politics in, in any way or bring in politics, even though I don't think this is really a political issue. How are you going to say, the Detroit Lions, how are you going to say, you know what, after seeing what we can have with Jared Goff and Tim Boyle, we like what we got at quarterback. How are you going to say that when you have a guy named Colin Kaepernick, who in his final season ranked fifth among quarterbacks, statistically speaking, in all statistical categories at quarterback for the amount of games that he played, ranked fifth. How are you going to not sign Colin Kaepernick? And I know that Colin Kaepernick's been out of the league for years, but 
I have to think that he would do better and be more entertaining than Jared Goff or Tim Boyle. My God. But let's get to the uh, to the person who wins the What Happened Did Your Balls Drop Off Award. That person being... God damn, I can't believe it. Like, honestly, like I, I still can't believe it. Just I was so annoyed in the moment. I'm sorry, guys. But who in the hell said, hey, Dan Campbell, great head coach. That that was a mistake. I even said I, I, I feel bad for Dan Campbell, and I thought that he was a good coach. No, I, I, I can, I'm going to retract that statement. You have won the award for what happened. Did your balls drop up? That clock management at the end of the game was horrendous. God awful. And for a guy who said, you know, we're going to get knocked down and we're going to bite off a kneecap on the way up. You have not been biting off any kneecaps. Your, your teeth are made of rubber. The Lions in general, that team, they're just, they're the, I don't even want to call them the Elastic Man because that's just complimenting them. They are god awful. I do not see them winning another game this season or winning a game this season and that would make it to the point where they if they don't win a game this season that would mean their last win would have came week 13 of last year against the Chicago Bears actually now looking at the Bears side the Bears played better I I can genuinely say that I regret taking the lines uh you know, I, I view teams as dysfunctional teams do dysfunctional things, and I, the Bears are dysfunctional, the Lions are dysfunctional. The Bears are not as dysfunctional, though. I should have taken the more dysfunctional team to lose over the Chicago Bears. The Chicago Bears were just in the playoffs last year. Yeah, they're missing some players, but they were the better team last night. Or yesterday, and I'm not even going to try and fight and say that the Lions even appeared to be good and in any standard of the game. Now, I talked about on Wednesday about the Raiders and the Cowboys and how I, I felt like it was a trap game for the Cowboys. I thought I, I've had this feeling the past couple weeks. I've done this for the past three weeks. I haven't taken the team that I feel like is going to win the game, truly. I, I I sense the trap games, and I don't take the team. Last week, it was the Texans winning against the Titans. The week before, I can't remember, but I just remember just talking about it on the podcast, a couple games that seemed like trap games, and they were. They were trap games. Now, I would like to compliment Dak Prescott. He did the absolute most with what he had on the field. A still banged up C.D. Lamb, Cedric Wilson, who still solid player, I believe could definitely be a solid key member on multiple NFL franchises as a third string wide receiver, slot receiver. But honestly, this the, the, the Cowboys are in danger. Their secondary was porous. 
against the Raiders. They gave up way too many big plays. They were way they were penalized way too much. And I know that there's the controversial pass interference that ended the game. But honestly, I, I can see it both ways. I see it more towards the yeah, it is pass interference. Uh, Anthony Brown did not get his head turned around. That is pass interference by the law. The, 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 if we're looking at the rules in the rule book, that is pass interference because he made contact, did not get his head turned around. If he turns his head to the left at all, just has that head turned to the side, that's not pass interference. But he was... He had his head down, looking right, right at Sean Jackson the entire time. So, I, I'm not ready to say that the Cowboys are not serious Super Bowl contenders yet, because they are dealing with a lot of injuries. But it, they're getting close. They're gonna have a lot of their players back this next or this next one game in Week 13, and if they underperform and they lose then I'm going to take them out as a Super Bowl contender. But who in the hell said, hey, Dan Campbell, great head coach. That that was a mistake. I even said I, I, I feel bad for Dan Campbell, and I thought that he was a good coach. No, I, I, I can, I'm going to retract that statement. You have won the award for what happened. Did your balls drop off? That clock management at the end of the game was horrendous. God awful. And for a guy who said, you know, we're going to get knocked down and we're going to bite off a kneecap on the way up. You have not been biting off any kneecaps. Your your teeth are made of rubber. The Lions in general, that team, they're just, they're the, I don't even want to call them the Elastic Man because that's just complimenting them. They are... God awful. I do not see them winning another game this season. Or winning a game this season. And that would make it to the point where they... If they don't win a game this season, that would mean their last win would have came week 13 of last year against the Chicago Bears, actually. Now, looking at the Bears' side, the Bears played better. I, I can genuinely say that. I regret taking the lines. Uh, you know, I, I view teams as dysfunctional teams, do dysfunctional things, and I, the Bears are dysfunctional. The Lions are dysfunctional. The Bears are not as dysfunctional, though. I should have taken the more dysfunctional team to lose over the Chicago Bears. The Chicago Bears were just in the playoffs last year. Yeah, they're missing some players, but they were the better team last night or yesterday, and I'm not even going to try and fight and say that the Lions even appeared to be good and in any standard of the game. Now, I talked about on Wednesday about the Raiders and the Cowboys and how I, I felt like it was a trap game for... The Cowboys. I thought I, I've had this feeling the past couple weeks. I've done this for the past three weeks. I haven't taken the team that I feel like is going to win the game. Truly, I, I 
I sense the trap games, and I don't take the team. Last week, it was the Texans winning against the Titans. The week before, I can't remember, but I just remember just talking about it on the podcast. A couple games that seemed like trap games, and they were. They were trap games. Now, I would like to compliment Dak Prescott. He did the absolute most with what he had on the field. A still banged up CD Lamb, Cedric Wilson, who still solid player, I believe, could definitely be a solid key member on multiple NFL franchises as a third string wide receiver, slot receiver. But honestly, this the, the, the Cowboys are in danger. Their secondary was porous against the Raiders. They gave up way too many big plays. They were way they were penalized way too much. And I know that there's the controversial pass interference that ended the game. But honestly, I can see it both ways. I see it more towards, yeah, it is pass interference. Uh, Anthony Brown did not get his head turned around. That is pass interference by the law. The, 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 if we're looking at the rules in the rule book, that is pass interference because he made contact, did not get his head turned around. If he turns his head to the left at all, just has that head turned to the side, that's not pass interference. But he was he had his head down looking right right at Sean Jackson the entire time. So I, I'm not ready to say that the Cowboys are not serious Super Bowl contenders yet because they are dealing with a lot of injuries, but it they're getting close. They're gonna have a lot of their players back this next or this next one game in week 13. And if they underperform and they lose, then I'm going to take them out as a Super Bowl contender. With that being said, we are going to take a short break. Uh, when we return, we're going to be doing the game predictions for the week 12 Sunday and Monday games. When we return after this. <laughs> Welcome back. This is the Football News and Knowledge Podcast. I am your host, Joshua Bell, and we are doing the game predictions for Week 12, starting off with the Steelers at the Bengals. And looking at this game, Steelers have TJ Watt back. Um, The only players that are out are Eric Ebron and J.C. Hosnauer. I probably butchered that name, but the center for the Steelers. <clears throat> I am going look looking at the Steelers. It's concerning. The Bengals are only have one player who's doubtful, and that's Auden Tate. It's gonna be quick. It's in Cincinnati. I'm taking the Bengals. Uh I think the Bengals just outman and outgun the Steelers, quite frankly. So, Bengals win that game by 4+. Then looking at the Jets at the Texans. The Jets head into this game. They 
to have Zach Wilson back, which I think will help bolster that offense a little bit, especially since the offensive line is performing better than when he initially was playing in the beginning of the season. That being said, they do have their number one running back, Michael Carter, out with an injury, with an ankle injury. Corey Davis is questionable. Shaq Lawson's questionable. C.J. Mosley's questionable. Nathan Shepard's questionable. And John Franklin Myers is questionable. Looking at the Texans, the Texans will be without Jordan Jenkins. And other than that, Davion Davis is questionable. Lonnie Johnson Jr. is questionable. Jonathan Green- Greenyard is questionable. And Nico Collins is questionable. I'm taking the Texans here. Uh, the Jets, although I like Zach Wilson, I feel like he might struggle a little bit because he's coming back from injury. I hope that I'm actually wrong on this pick because I would love to see Zach Wilson shut up the haters. And But I'm still taking the Texans in this one. The Buccaneers at the Colts, a very underrated game. This would be a great Sunday night game, if I'm being real honest. Heading into the game, Quentin Nelson is questionable, and Darius Leonard is questionable. Now, both of them had were full participants in practice on Friday or today. Then looking at the Buccaneers, Antonio Brown is out. Ali Marpet is doubtful. Vita Vea is questionable, and Devin White is questionable. This is a hard game for me to pick, and I am going to take the... Hmm. We're going to come back. Actually, no. We'll, we'll stick with this one. I'm, I'm, we're not going to come back to it. We're going to stick with it. I have concerns for both sides. My concerns are, are the Buccaneers going to be able to stop Jonathan Taylor and Naeem Hines? Now, my concerns also, though, for the Colts side is, are they going to be able to stop the Buccaneers offense? Adding to that, are... Is Carson Wentz going to make a mistake? This just seems like a game where Carson Wentz might make a mistake that would ruin their chances of winning. I'm going to take the Buccaneers in this one because of that. I don't feel too confident about it. It's going to be a close game, I think, but I'm going to take the Buccaneers in a close one. The Falcons at the Jaguars. Now, this is a game that could potentially be Kind of a upset alert, but at the same time, I don't see it. Falcons are without Jonathan Bullard and Kendall Sheffield. They have Deion Jones is questionable and Cordell Patterson is questionable. I think that Cordell Patterson and Deion Jones will both play in the game. Then looking at the Jaguar side, they're without Shaquille Griffin, and that is it. Looking at this game, you know, there's a lot of news that was coming out of the Jaguars facility that the Jaguars head coach or the coaching staff of the Jaguars is frustrated 
Trevor Lawrence and how he's performing mainly because they don't know how to utilize his skill set. And that's not a Trevor Lawrence issue, in my opinion. That's a coaching issue. I I think that I'm going to take the Falcons in this matchup. Um, can I see Trevor Lawrence tearing up the Falcons defense? Yes. But one of Trevor Lawrence's best skill sets is being able to take off and run with the ball. The Falcons is one there. Deion Jones in that game. He'll be able to chase him down, make a play here and there. I'm going to take the Falcons and a win by three points. Three or more points. Then looking at the J or the Panthers at the Dolphins. Now, this game, heading into this game, the Carolina Panthers only have John Miller as doubtful. And then for the Dolphins, they will be without Elijah Campbell, Adam Shaheen, and Trill Williams. Brandon Jones is questionable. And... Of course, Cam Newton's playing. The Panthers looked good with Cam Newton at the helm last week. I likewise saw from Cam Newton. But the one concern with this game is the for, for the Panthers side, more than anything, is is Cam Newton, like we, we've seen Cam Newton now. Is he going to regress at all? And are the Panthers' defense going to be able to stop the running game of the Dolphins? The Dolphins had a pretty solid run attack last week. Made me feel pretty confident in them. I am still going to go with the Panthers, though. Um, In a close game, I'll actually say that, no. I'll say that the Panthers win by no more than three points. Looking at the Titans at the Patriots, this game I'm going to make really quick. But just looking at the injuries, the Titans are without A.J. Brown, Nate Davis, Rashawn Evans, David Long Jr., Jeremy Nichols, Tiari Tart. They have Jalen Brown, Greg Maven, Jeff Swain, Elijah Molden, and Ola I cannot pronounce that Landis' name, but those are the players who are questionable. Then looking at the Patriots, they only have players who are questionable, and they're all limited in practice, but whenever they have any sort of minor injury, the Patriots will always say that they were limited in practice. I'm sure all these players will play. I'm taking the Patriots. It's the easiest pick of the week, in my opinion. The Titans have nothing on offense. They don't. They don't have Adrian Pierce anymore. They released him. Their now number one running back and Nichols is gone. AJ Brown, AJ Butterfingers Brown, is gone. Julio Jones is still on injured reserve. It's the easiest pick of the week in my opinion. Patriots win at home by over ten points. Then looking at the Eagles at the Giants, the Eagles are hanging to this game without Jordan Howard. That is a bigger blow than some may think. Jordan Howard, I think, was easily uh, 
competing for the number one spot in that backfield. The Giants are without Nate Ebner, Colin Gillespie, or Gillespie. I cannot pronounce that last name. I'm sorry. <clears throat> Kyle Rudolph is doubtful. Sterling Shepard is out. Caden Smith is out. Kadarius Tooney is doubtful. Saquon Barkley is questionable. And John Ross is questionable. I'm taking the Eagles. Flying high with the Eagles. The Eagles are tearing it up. I've liked what I've seen from Jalen Hurts the past couple weeks and that Eagles team overall. I think that they could potentially make a play for the number one seed in the East with how, if the Cowboys don't get their shit together. So I'm taking the Eagles to win by, I'm going to say, seven points. Then the Chargers at the Broncos. Uh, first of all, this could be event. Uh, this could definitely, this will definitely shake up the AFC West a little bit. The Broncos are still in the competing for a potential playoff spot and even the number one seed in the West. Kareem Jackson and Bobby Massey are both doubtful, and other than that, Shelby Harris and Tyree Cleveland are questionable for the Broncos. Then Aloe Gilman is out for the Chargers, and so is Asante Samuel Jr. I am going to take the Chargers in this game. I, I'm trusting Justin Herbert more than Teddy Bridgewater, and that is a main key component. Um, and... You know, it's hard to play in the Mile High Stadium in Denver, but honestly, the Chargers haven't had a single home game this year, so I'm taking them to beat their division rival. Then, looking ahead to the Rams at the Packers. This is another game that I feel like could have been easily flexed to a Sunday night game, to be honest. I think that it's probably more interesting than the Browns at the Ravens, especially considering that the OBJ signing with the Rams over the Packers and because it being Brian Gutekind's fault, I feel like OBJ will be more involved in the offense this week. And I, I, just, I could just see him potentially tearing up the Packers' defense even though the Packers' defense has been very good the past couple weeks. Uh, looking at that game, though, the Packers, or the Rams, are without... Actually, they, they have everyone. They will have everyone in this game. The Packers are without David Bakhtiari still. Kevin King is doubtful. And Malik Taylor. And while some people will say, okay... Oh, Kevin King being out doesn't mean anything because he's not good. He's actually performed pretty okay to solid this year, so it will make a difference. Uh, Aaron Jones is also questionable, and Alan Lazard is questionable as well. I'm taking the Rams in this matchup. Uh, it's going to be a close game. I just think that the Rams, with how good their defense is, how good their offense is, the, the capability of their offense, I think that they'll be able to outgun the Packers in Lambeau. Uh, I'm taking the Rams by, actually, I'm going to take them by 
I'm going to take them by five points. Looking at the next game, Vikings at the 49ers. The Vikings head into the game, of course, without Everson Griffin. That should be no shock. And Cameron Bion, Bion is questionable. Then looking at the 49ers, the 49ers, their, their chart is not up to date at all. They only have uh, status from Wednesday's practice, nothing from Thursday or Friday. Uh I'm going to take the Vikings here. I know a lot of people are favoring the 49ers in this game and I'm not really sure why because the 49ers don't really have a great uh, defensive back group and I I'm just checking one thing. Jefferson, is Justin Jefferson out or something? No, no news on Justin Jefferson. Kirk Cousins, maybe. I don't think Kirk Cousins is out. No. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I, I I'm gonna take uh, the Vikings in this game. Don't think it's gonna be a blowout, but I think it'll be a close game. And I think the Vikings will end up winning. Now we're going to take a look at the Browns at the Ravens. The Browns head into this game with only Anthony Schwartz out. And then the Ravens head into the game without Miles Boykin and Cedric. Og I cannot pronounce that name. I'm sorry. Cedric O, the tackle. And they have Jimmy Smith is questionable, Brandon Williams is questionable, Nick Boyle's questionable, and let's see here, Calais Campbell's questionable with the concussion. Matter of fact, I'm just searching this up real quick just to see if there's any update on Calais Campbell. Hmm. If I had to guess, I don't think he's going to be playing. I'm going to take the Browns in this matchup. I think it's going to be a close game. No doubt. I just... They did not perform well last week against the Lions. The, the coverage in particular. But... Something about this game just tell, is telling me to choose the Browns. You might disagree. That's totally fine. Taking the Browns to beat the Ravens in Baltimore... Feel like the Browns might be a little bit more desperate to win this game as well, and that is why I'm taking the Browns. Especially since the Ravens winning last week with Huntley in, just I, I feel like they probably feel a little untouchable, and because of that, I feel like they might come in a little lackadaisical. So that's why I'm taking the Browns. And then the Monday night game between the Seattle Seahawks and the Washington football team. Now, right now, the Seattle Seahawks, there's no injury news on either team, really. And as a matter of fact, I am... Oh... Uh, 
on one side, I want to take the the Seahawks because of Russell Wilson. But on the other hand, I want to take Washington because how they've been performing. And this is kind of a throw-up game for me. I think I'm going to take Washington as of right now. Check the official FNK Live Twitter page Monday to confirm that. Uh, I this, this game scares me, quite frankly, because who knows how Russell Wilson's going to play. We had posted something actually on Twitter showing, hey, let Russ cook. And then what Russ was cooking was some hot dogs and, and a bowl of Cheerios and milk. That's his cooking from last week. I would say that he should have deserved a what happened, did your balls drop off? But it's not the case because he's still battling through an injury. Not going to give him that award. Um... As of right now, you know, as of right now, I'm going with Washington. They're at home. They're playing. They're they're riding high. They're playing hot. I, I'm taking Washington. With all that being said, I know this is kind of a shorter episode, but that does wrap it up for the Friday edition of Football News and Knowledge podcast. Thank you for joining us. Uh, I look forward to getting some sleep, and I hope you guys join us next week. Wednesday when we break down the game film from this weekend and that being said if you guys go out tonight if you go out at all this weekend don't drink and drive if you do drink get an uber get lyft get any sort of ride share just don't drive and until next time have a great weekend guys enjoy football And I hope you enjoy the leftovers. See you again on Wednesday.